Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America. And welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News, where today, uh, I'm a little bit on an economic roll here. Yesterday, we had the great Steve Moore on here describing the inflation pressures and other signs in the economy that are are showing warning, blinking red, um, uh, perhaps showing the first signs of the change in direction that Joe Biden's economic policy has brought to America, right? Rising gas prices, rising food, rising building prices. Um, uh, but today I want to stay in the economy, but in a different realm, and that is in corporate governance and in the decision by many large American companies for the first time to really get involved in partisan issues and pick a side. Uh, there are major companies out there. We know them all, Nike, uh, Coca-Cola, uh, we've seen uh, all the companies down in Georgia taking a stand against voter ID, which by the way, 70, 80% of America support voter ID, and yet these companies want to spit in the eye of those 70 or 80%. And the question is, all right, well, it's one thing to know about it, but what are we going to do about it? What, what can Americans do about it? And today we've got a really great guest who's decided to step into this void. He has decided to begin to open a dialogue with these companies through a multi-million dollar ad campaign, uh, through uh, informing consumers. And and so later today, just a little bit from now, we're going to bring Will Hild on. Will is the executive director of Consumers Research, one of the oldest consumer uh, research and advocacy groups in America. They have been doing this for well uh, over nine decades. Uh, and Will's going to come in. They've started a campaign against what he calls say no to woke companies. So those companies that have picked a liberal agenda to enforce within their corporation, to enforce with their donations, to enforce with their business practices. And he is going to, uh, he wants to fight back against it. First in the form of uh, advertising, second in the form of knowledge, getting consumers to say, hey, did you know that American Airlines paid its CEO last year eight figures, even though they lost money, they laid off 19,000 employees, I think it was more than 10,000, somewhere between 10, 20,000 employees. Uh, and they took a government bailout. And while doing all of that, they're involved in woke politics when in fact, maybe they should focus on the business and experience of flying on their planes. Um, Will calls them out, I believe in one of the ads for their um, 
problems with lost luggage, with their problems with um, on-time flights. So it's a airlines, iconic. I've flown it. Probably many of you have flown it. Uh, but uh, it is an airline that hasn't been at the top of its customer service grade for quite some time. It needed a bailout last year. It laid off workers. It still paid its CEO a huge amount of money. Um, so he didn't take a pay cut. The American taxpayers took one for him by giving them money. Uh, and yet it is decided to pick issues that are only of interest to half or less of the country and, and spurn the other half of the country. And I think the message, well, we'll talk to Will, but what I learned from this is it appears that they want companies to stay out of politics, stay in what they're good at. If you make widgets, make widgets. If you fly people around the country, fly people around the company. You make sneakers, make sneakers. Stop trying to use your corporate position, this message that Will is delivering, to uh, force Americans to think a certain way, give them the freedom of speech, give them the best product, and let them make up their own minds. They don't need you um, uh, in their face telling them how to think. And I think that is one of the messages of this campaign. You may agree with it, you may disagree with it. Maybe you like what Nike's done. And, uh, but we're going we're gonna to bring Will on. And he's going to describe all of this. And I think you'll learn an awful lot today about this movement, about uh, corporate woke politics, about uh, consumer research and what you can do to arm yourself. I think it's a really important conversation to have in these really turbulent and really super partisan charged times that we are, we are seeing. It's pretty, pretty remarkable. All right, before we get there, we had a couple of stories today that I think are important. And of course, one of those takes us to Arizona, where the audit continues to go on, uh, where the, um, uh, really, I think uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, early evidence for the first time. What did the auditors find? And again, I've never predicted they're going to find widespread fraud. I couldn't, when I did a whole election integrity project here at Just the News, we didn't find systemic widespread fraud, at least not yet. There are some pointers, some unusual things, I would say, in Detroit, Atlanta that uh, need further investigation by people who can force or compel evidence to be produced or testimony to be produced. But uh, I think the bigger thing is a large number of irregularities, unusual things that happened in the election that uh, shake Americans' confidence in the system may have allowed votes to be filed in an unlawful way, uh, you know, and uh, uh, may have allowed, you know, the misvote, uh, miscounting of certain votes. And so one very important story that um, has happened uh, is last night, uh, Ken Bennett, the guy who's overseeing the audit, the former secretary of state of Arizona, overseeing the audit there um, of the Maricopa County ballots from November. He, uh, he's now the liaison between the Republicans and the county guy basically running the investigation and uh, what he said that he found uh, is really, really important. Um, uh, you know, perhaps the most important thing that I saw were that there are serial numbers missing on damaged ballots that were duplicated so they could be read by vote tabulation machines. So I want you to understand what he's saying. Ballots came in damaged. They didn't have a lawful serial number on them. The county remade the ballots, not the voter. The county remade them so that they could be read by the tabulation machines. Essentially, they cured or fixed bad ballots. 
Um, this is something I think most voters would prefer not to have happen. I mean, we we'll ought to poll on this, but um, they should have, according to Ken Bennett, they should have the same serial number to ensure they're only counted once. We don't, and he, so this is a big irregularity, and he saw it in, uh, he said, many batches of damaged ballots without the serial number. So it wasn't an isolated thing. Uh, the a failure to put the serial numbers on the duplicate ballots that were created to cure or fix these damaged ballots would have violated state law. Here's what he said. We are struggling as how we're going to be able to match up those damaged and duplicated ballots. Bennett said, that's a real problem. The reason for the serial number was to make sure that one vote counted only one time. And so um, while the county continues to attack them, Maricopa County people, which, by the way, have a lot of Republicans on the board, they're attacking this only. They don't want anyone looking at their business. But here, this is an important integrity issue. It's just a good governance issue. If you're going to make up new ballots uh, and transfer over the vote from a damaged ballot, it should at least have the same serial number so that it complies with state law. That's a pretty big deal. Um, kind of goes back to the early days of hanging Chad in Florida. But there are some really significant developments that the Arizona case has made. And I think this serial number thing is a very specific thing you can understand. All right, bad ballots came in. For some reason, election officials took it upon themselves to fix the bad ballots by transferring the votes to another ballot and then running it through the machine. But they didn't put the serial numbers on there as was required. Such uh, an important discovery. Uh, it's just good governance. Why can't election officials do good government? That's all that seems to be going on here. A very, very important um, development. Something specific and concrete that can be fixed for the next election. Um, uh, some other things that the Arizona auditors mentioned. Remember, we reported last week that they believe that a database, uh, the master database of voting in Maricopa County, had been deleted from the machine. That was confirmed, but the auditors were able to uh, recreate or uh, uh, recover, as they call it in computer terms, the database. It was extracted from another location, and now for the first time, the auditors will be able to look at that. So the the uh, gap in records, the missing database, has been recovered. I think that's really important. Another thing that uh, has these auditors concerns that they talked about at this hearing yesterday in Arizona. We told yesterday we were going to be covering it. Um, the um, is that there is a question about chain of custody, the custody of the ballots, uh, particularly those that were in mobile boxes or in other places. Um, it is really important that we know who had them. Where did they go? Was there any opportunity for people to tamper or mess with them? Uh, and um, it, uh, that is another issue that has uh, been raised now. The uh, auditors have done a lot of the um, uh, work on this, and they're beginning to see these sort of questions. So, um, uh, it's interesting. Uh, just that as we go through this, as we learn more about it, uh, the the lacking of the, of the documentation about chain of custody is something they've been fighting on. I mean, this has gone on for six months now. It shouldn't be that hard to find the chain of custody for ballots. And, and instead, what appears to be going on is the county's escalating the rhetoric, the heat. They're fighting 
rather than resolving the questions. It really raises questions about why election officials in Maricopa County don't feel comfortable answering to someone who wants to look at their conduct. You know, we shouldn't, in government, there should always be accountability, responsibility. We think there's something here that could be really valuable. And, uh, and again, I don't think this is about overturning the election. We're not overturning the election. Joe Biden's going to be president. Um, uh, Donald Trump's not coming back in this term. If he wants to come back, he's going to have to run again in 2024. Uh, but identifying all those irregularities that have occurred in the election and fixing them so that the 2022 election, both Democrats, Republicans, of course, independents can all feel good that mistakes that were made or irregularities that occurred last time won't happen this time. And people say, well, what is the scope? Isn't this Mickey Mouse stuff, right? And let me just put one thing out there. We often forget this because we move on in our busy lives, but the vote that separated Joe Biden's win from Donald Trump's loss in Wisconsin was about 20,000 votes. Now, weeks, weeks after the election was settled, the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that a large number of people in Wisconsin were allowed unlawfully to evade the voter ID requirements when they sent in their mail-in ballots because they just simply said, because of COVID, I'm a medical invalid, I have to stay home, and therefore I don't have to comply with the voter ID law. There is a provision for those with true medical conditions uh, that prevent them from being able to leave their home that they can skip the voter ID and go through an alternate procedure. But what the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled was that an en masse exemption where anyone could say, well, just because of COVID, I'm afraid to go outside, therefore I'm a medical invalid, I'm not going to comply with voter ID. That did happen in a widespread way in Wisconsin. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court has ruled that was unlawful. Now, what's the scope? We said 20,000 votes separated Trump and Biden. According to the experts who've taken a look at the declarations of those who declared invalid, it is about 200,000 votes in the primary and in the general election. 200,000 votes that may have been unlawfully cast, according to the Supreme Court, uh, in an election that was settled by 20,000 votes. Could it have had an impact? Maybe. We don't know which ones were filed that way, but uh, we are going to try to find out and we are going to try to get that information for you. But when people say these irregularities are rather small, they're isolated, they're the normal things that go on, uh, 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 no, no, no. Wisconsin provides a really great example. As many as 200,000 people may have voted uh, without voter ID unlawfully because they were allowed to declare uh, without the legislature's blessing that I'm afraid of COVID, I don't want to go outside, therefore I'm an invalid. That's not what the law said. The Wisconsin Supreme Court was clear about it. Uh, that's the sort of scope and size of irregularities that have come up in some jurisdictions, not all, but in some. And uh, again, we're, this is no longer about overturning the 2020 election. That was never going to happen. Uh, it is about finding the things that were abused, that were broken, that were unlawful, and making sure they do not occur again in 2022 or 2024. That's a good governance thing. I don't understand why some people in the country mock this. Um, it, it, you know, it seems as though doing these things are rational, smart things is what we would do. If we do, every so often we check our house, you know, is our pipe leaking? Is our um, septic system clean? Is the dryer vent full of lint? Those are due diligence things. No one mocks us for protecting our house from unsafe or irregular things that are happening. 
it's just the same here in the election houses, which by the way, really haven't been watched for a long time. This is a really remarkable opportunity. And those who are criticizing it, I think run against the tide of American sentiments that everybody wants it to be easier to vote, but they also want only lawful votes to be counted. They want to make it harder to cheat. These irregularities like what was seen, um, serial number lists, uh, ballots in Maricopa, uh, pristine ballots in some other states that weren't folded, even though they're supposed to be have been in an envelope. Um, the 200,000 quote unquote invalid voters who may not have been invalid. Uh, all of these are good governance issues. If we investigate them, explore them, identify them and fix them, we've made it a better election system. And those who are fighting it I, I'm just scratching my head wondering, why are you fighting something that makes voting better, safer, and maybe at the same time easier? You get through some of these things, maybe more people can do mail-in ballots because we're not going to have the cheating components. Seems like really valuable information, really valuable exercise in that we shouldn't be threatened by being able to look back at our election and, and create good governance from it, improve things from the last time. Uh, hey, uh, that's what's going on in Arizona right now. Despite all of the uh, rhetoric, uh, that is what's going on. All right, enough with uh, the news and election world. We're going back to the economy. We're going back to companies. We're going back to corporate America. Right after this commercial break, Will Hild, Executive Director of Consumer Research, he's joining us to talk about his new campaign to drive politics out of the corporate boardroom, to force companies to focus on their product and services and not on the agenda of uh, a particular party or a particular political movement. Say No to Woke Companies is the name of the campaign that Will Hild, the Executive Director of Consumers Research, has launched. You're going to hear from him directly. What is this? How you can get involved, how you can benefit from it as a consumer, what you can learn about the companies you may be engaging. That's coming up right after this commercial break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest and a very important topic. We've been talking a lot about the political, sudden political involvement of corporations in very big ways, not in gaming donations, but in literally taking sides in disputes and uh, and uh, some people would say on the on the right, uh, engaging in a woke agenda. And so there is a new movement that has started. Uh, Will Hild is the executive director of the Consumers Research. He has uh, started an effort to call out these companies and to work with consumers to find out what companies are staying neutral and what companies are engaging in politics that may be uh, against the interest of consumers. So, Will, welcome to the show. This is a very exciting uh, a concept that you have going on. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, we're very excited to announce the launch of the Consumers First Initiative, which has a very simple message for corporate America. Stop serving woke politicians. Focus on serving your customers. Yeah, what a, what a novel idea. That's pretty, uh, uh, and, and you know, 20 years ago, you wouldn't even think of having the conversation we're going to have today. But 
the, the, this moment in time has made so many corporations uh, pick and choose uh, winners and losers in the political space. And in so doing, alienating you know, as much as half of the country. First off, let's start, let's wind back. Consumers Research. Describe what you guys do at Consumers Research. We're the nation's oldest consumer protection organization. We have a 91-year pedigree wow. in st standing up for the consumer in the marketplace. And that's exactly what we're doing here because it's even more insidious than taking sides, Sean. What's happening? Like, Take American Airlines, for example, one of, one of the uh, companies we're running a right. seven-figure ad campaign against. Uh, Wall Street Journal just rated them the, the, the worst airline in America. They lose the most bags. They kick the most people off flights. Um, we were actually able to reach out to them, and, and they confirmed to us that during the COVID pandemic, they continued to decrease the legroom on many of their flights. And this, is, of course, at a time when uh, during a year when they took a multi-billion-dollar yeah. bailout from the taxpayer, and still, still paid their CEO Doug Parker an eight-figure salary last wow. year. He got an eight-figure paycheck. And so, what's really going on here is they don't want to bring that up. They don't want to talk about all the problems with their, uh, the way they treat their customers, the failings of their business, and how uncomfortable it is to fly on American Airlines and unenjoyable it is. They would rather take positions on legislation and political issues that they know nothing about that are not germane to their business because they'd rather be focusing on those issues than their own failings. Un unreal. And you talk about lost bags. I know something about that. I had that happen to me several times and, and it's so frustrating. Um, what forms will this project take? I mean, obviously the first thing is the ad campaign, calling out the companies, informing the public. Down the road, are you going to create a rating system for companies so people can find out their political neutrality? Their, um, they already rate a lot of businesses based on their customer service. What, um, what sort of tools can the consumer expect you guys to develop to help them navigate this, um, this paradigm? Well, this is phase one of the initiative, and we're firing a volley at Nike, Coca-Cola, and American Airlines to put them on notice, and every other corporation on notice in America, that they are not going to be able to distract from their own fail failures by cozying up to woke politicians and taking positions on legislative issues and political issues that they know nothing about. And so uh, I'll be excited to come back on and talk about uh, phase two, and we're ready for that. But phase one is a seven-figure ad campaign, including uh, TV going to be running on national stations such as Fox and CNBC, uh, uh, local stations in the states in which these companies are headquartered, namely Texas, Georgia, and Oregon. And it's also going to have online uh, web ads as well as display ads. So next time you're in the airport uh, taking a uh, cramped and uncomfortable American airline flight, keep an eye out. You <laughs> might see one of our ads right next to their logo. How about that? Yeah, that, that'll, that'll, uh, that'll catch their attention pretty quickly. Uh, when you look out, um, and I, I assume this is the inspiration, but there are all these issues in America where Americans are you know, overwhelmingly in favor, for instance, voter ID, and yet there are companies weighing in on the, against the voter ID law. Is there a disconnect in corporate America and some of these big uh, multinational corporations with the very consumers that they want to buy their products and services? And, and why has that disconnect grown over the last few years? Well, again, I'll, I'll bring up the example of American Airlines. A couple of problems there. Last year, their biggest customer wasn't their, their flyers. It was the U.S. taxpayer who bailed them out to the tune of billions of dollars. And then, again, they paid their CEO, Doug Parker, an eight-figure salary. And so, you know, part of this is to cozy up to the very people uh, who are uh, handing, handing them money on behalf of the taxpayer. The other thing is that they claim that they're doing this on behalf of their employees. 
Well, I have a question for CEO Doug Parker. Does that include the 19,000 people he laid off last year? Would, would they have preferred he, he focused more on politics uh, and, and instead of focusing on how to keep the airline profitable so that they could have kept their job? Even after he got a bail, they, they got a bailout uh, to keep them employed? Um, you know, I, I think this is uh, it's just indicative. They've taken their eye off the ball. They've taken their, uh, their focus off of serving the consumer and creating a quality product. And all they want to do is cozy up to woke politicians to distract from that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what happens. It's a sudden alliance and money, money drives everything. And when the tax dollars start enriching private corporations, boy, you, it's amazing what you can uh, achieve in the government with them uh, when, once you have the purse string attached to them. As you, as you look out over the uh, horizon and you look at the 2022 election, you look at you know, the things that are going on in the country right now, uh, what is the best way for consumers to stay informed about companies that one are just doing their job, doing great, and others who maybe aren't doing as good a job and therefore are creating a political distraction by getting involved in political issues that have nothing to do with their, their basic business? How do, how do consumers get educated on this? Absolutely. Well, consumers who want to learn more about American Airlines, Nike, and Coca-Cola, and why they're cozying up to woke politicians to distract from their flailing businesses, can visit consumersresearch.org, where we have information about the campaigns and those companies and their problems. Yeah, that's a great place to go. A good starting point if you're, if you're interested. As people start to uh, learn more about this, I assume one of the most important and powerful um, uh, tools that we have are that shareholders have the ability to weigh in on companies. And we've seen the left particularly use shareholder movements in the late 2008 to 2013 timeframe very effectively. Uh, is there a long-term opportunity for consumers, uh, many who probably are shareholders or stakeholders because of their 401ks and others, to uh, begin to express themselves in, in the boardroom, in the shareholder meetings, uh, is that an opportunity that maybe hasn't been leveraged enough for everyday consumers? Well, certainly to the extent that some of your listeners have major holdings in these companies, we welcome people bringing that up to management, that they want them to focus on the business, focus on their customers, and stop trying to cozy up to woke politicians. Yeah, such an important message. It probably hasn't been delivered for a long time, and, and that's probably why these um, these uh, changes in the corporate structure are there. What's been the early reaction? I think you announced Monday, so it's been a couple of days now. What's been the reaction in the marketplace and from these three companies that you're targeting? Well, we've been just amazed at the uh, reaction uh, that, that uh, people have had. We launched just a few days ago, as you noted, and people have been reaching out left and right. This seems to have really struck a nerve. And it's really not about uh, me or even consumers research. I think people, consumers are really just fed up um, and they're excited about our organization finally taking a stand, uh, speaking up for consumers who have been mistreated and abused uh, and telling these companies, get your eye back on the ball, focus on making a healthy uh, quality product that's free of uh, forced labor in the production chain and uh, stop trying to cozy up to woke politicians to distract from your own business failings. Now, you mentioned the China issue, the, uh, the Uyghurs and, and other. Talk about uh, what you've learned uh, about one of these three companies that, that you're targeting right now and their role in the suppression and human rights abuses of Uyghurs in China. Absolutely. Well, in the case of Nike, uh, there is growing evidence that their supply chains in China uh, may have include, included serious uh, forced labor uh, issues, um, you know, people taken away from their families, sterilized. 
uh, and then forced to work in factories. Congress uh, was looking is looking into this issue, um, and in fact, they were putting together a bill uh, that would have prohibited uh, anything made with forced labor or sus suspected forced labor from entering the U.S. marketplace. Nike, instead of focusing on solving their production chain issues, maybe even hiring some of these American workers at a time uh, who are, who've been laid off at a time of record unemployment in the United States, instead. They spent lobbying dollars and time and energy focused on getting amendments made to that bill so that their production chain uh, would be untouched. So, again, this is just another example of serious, serious issues that these companies have. They don't want brought up in the news. And so what they'd rather do is, uh, you know, take positions on legislation and political issues that they have no expertise on that are not germane to their business. And when Congress is you know, planning to do something that would harm them. They, they sing in very different tunes. So we, you know, our message is simple: stop cozying up to woke politicians. Serve your customers. Yeah, it's really, really remarkable. Well, you guys do a lot of research, and I think that's such an important part of it. I mean, obviously, in your title, um, give example of sort of. I mean, you go through shareholder records, corporate records. You do a lot of things to make sure that when a consumer comes to your site and tries to get advice about a particular company or information that they have really reliable data, right? You, you've been doing this for, as you said, almost nine decades. Um, but, uh, what did this describe a little bit about the quality of information that someone can find when they come to your website and learn, uh, want to learn about a company or a product? Certainly. Well, that's the core of our mission. Our goal is to educate the consumer on issues that are uh, in their interest and then defend their right to act on that interest in the market. Yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting stuff. And, and, uh, uh, over the years, we've been lucky as a journalist. I, I know at the Washington Times and elsewhere, we've used important research from consumers' research to help us with stories and as a starting point. And uh, I think any consumer that wants to learn no, more about a company or product that they're thinking of buying or engaging in a service, it's a great starting point for for research. Um, as you look out over the horizon, I know you got to get rolling. I just want to ask one last question here. Uh, what message should other companies? All right, so Nike and Coca-Cola, they're, they're getting some pretty... Uh, American Airlines getting some pretty clear messaging. What's the message you want other companies that may be dabbling in these uh, political arenas where half of their customers will not be satisfied? Uh, what's the message you want them to take from this early campaign? Absolutely. Well, as I said, this is phase one of, a, of an ongoing campaign. And we're not going to stop until corporate America gets the message that they need to get out of cozying up to the business of cozying up to woke politicians and focus on their core mission of serving consumers. So every business out there right now that's considering uh, trying to distract from problems uh, with the way they're treating their customers or forced labor in their uh, production chain issues or any other problems in their business, if they're considering uh, trying to distract by cozying up to woke politicians, they are now on notice. We will come after you. Yeah, what a what an important message to send to corporate America. Will, we're going to want to get you back on the show as this project grows and takes new shapes and forms. Uh, a lot of people read the story on Just the News this past day or so, and we're very interested. And I'm so glad you could come on and, and help us make sense of what you're doing and where you're going. And uh, I think we want to stay abreast of this. So let's try to get you back on the show in the, in the next few weeks. Absolutely, John. Thanks for having me on, and I would love to come back. Ah, my pleasure. It was great to have you on. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. 
Bite Clear Aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today with Will Hild and uh, what the folks at Consumers Research are doing, creating a guide, um, public awareness of companies that have maybe their own problems with customer service or ethics or business ethics uh, and are getting involved with only a part of the uh, country's politics, picking a winner or a loser in political debates rather than focusing on their customers. Very important movement. I think uh, it's going to get a lot of attention because people are tiring of some of this silliness going on in America. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for today. Tomorrow, when we come back, we're going to have a new uh, uh edition of this show. I think we're also going to be able to break some news on the show tomorrow. I've been working hard, uh, as we have been in the, over the last few weeks, on this issue of what the intelligence community knew about uh, the origins of coronavirus, whether they bought into a false story earlier on and suffocated or um, suppressed uh, dissenting opinions that were uh, based on other evidence that was being ignored. I think we're going to break some new news on this tomorrow. Stay tuned. I've been working hard, and I think we'll be in a good position tomorrow. But that'll be on tomorrow's show, we hope, along with another round of great guests. Uh, until then, if you need a news fix, you know where to go, justthenews.com. Uh, remember to support our great advertisers, our great sponsors. They bring so much to the table. It's grilling season. Think about Kansas City Steak, such an important a partner of ours in some of the best meats and foods you'll get anywhere. So convenient, right to your doorstep, freeze, frozen, ready to go in your freezer, ready to go on your grill. I use them often, and you should too. All right, folks, uh, that's it for the day. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, God bless you, and may God bless this incredible country, the United States of America, as he always has.